Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Jim, come here. Uh, I need to do a new intro for the podcast, and I got nothing. Uh, do pirates. We already did that. Oh, uh, ooh, an apocalypse could be fun. That's in really poor taste right now, and we've done it already. Uh, just do nothing then. Just start the episode. What, just throw the episode on? That's not going to work. Why not? Yeah, okay. I'll just say, here's this week's episode, and that'll be the starting point. That's totally going to fly. I'm sure that'll be... Hello, I'm Ken Brown, and as the Game Master for Riven, the Shattered Continent, I welcome you to our table. Team, please introduce yourselves. Who do you? Um, hello, hello there. My name is Arcos Passaro. I'm an Alacocra monk from the Sanctuary of Okaido. I am the Ringer of Alarm Bells and the Protector of Young Cassie, and I am portrayed by Nick Simpson. And I am Trevor Ironjaw. Forge cleric, infused with the power of a being of flame, to become an instrument of justice for the people. Portrayed by Brad Konow. Thank you, gentlemen, and thank you for joining us. Welcome back to Riven, and get ready for Rolling in the Geek. Hey, it's Ken, your Game Master here. And on behalf of the Rick Geek family, we beseech thee, if we are pleasing to thine ear holes, please check out Rolling in the Geek on Patreon, and please rate or review us on Apple Podcasts or whichever listening platform you favor. It helps get more people at our table, and we can never have too many cooks in our kitchen. Now, back to three guys screaming at numbered shapes for not helping them enough. Last time on Rolling in the Geek. The duo take their night's rest, but get up early to get a jump start on their big day. After breakfast, they check in with Jorik and let him know about some loose ends that need tied up. He informs them that the elf was a tradesman and was taken quickly after the start of all this, and he also tells them that they definitely should follow their gut and check with the priest about the reliquary. They head to the Lathandarian temple and talk to the priest, he tells them that this was old magic, and it looks like it was used as some sort of prison for a powerful entity of some sort, and that it should be held with caution. They head back to the inn and wait to talk to Selena and Puffles before leaving as well. Puffles is happy to talk to them, but Selena is noticeably upset about their choice. 
She departs, and they talk with Puffles a little longer, who wishes them well. They join the caravan and are given horses. They say their final goodbyes to Jorik and Melia and begin to depart, but Harko spots Cassie in the crowd, and they have their last sweet exchange before departing as well. And that is where we pick back up. But first things first, uh, between these sessions, uh, our heroes leveled up to four. Uh, so Ding! big, big um, golden beam came from the sky and yes, heard a ding. I'm done. Yes, I'm done. <laughs> it's because uh, we're all here. Here. Yep, done twice. Uh, so, uh, Trevor, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what you did with your level up? I got ability score improvements, so I put two in my strength, which puts me up to an 18 strength. Uh, I managed to roll an eight, which gave me 11 HP, which puts me up to 39 hit points. And I picked up guidance cantrip. Yep, it's useful. And that's it, because I couldn't think of another spell I wanted. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Until you were like, oh, man, if I had this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Uh, Harkos, what did you do with your level up? Um, so Harkos got uh, an ability score improvement. So I dumped one into con because my con was at 15. So I raised it to 16, which puts me to plus three. And it gave me four hit points retroactively. Um, I also dumped one into Wisdom, which brings my Wisdom up from 14 to a 15, so that doesn't do anything now, um, but I'm kind of planning for future down the road. Um, I rolled uh, max health on my HP roll, so I rolled an 8, which brings Harkos up to a total of 38 from his previous 24 uh, between the uh, ability score improvements and that. I gained a key point because my monk level went up, and I think the other thing I... Scott was uh, slow fall. Um, so now I can push you off shit. Uh, mm, <laughs> all, <laughs> Which, I mean, it's funny just, because you already have wings. Just, so I mean, yeah, so there's there's part of me that'll probably I don't know. I don't know how, how useful that'll be. There was going to be part of me that's like, could I, could I use that on Trevor? But it's not really it's not, really, it's not the spell slow fall. It's I'm dexterous enough to make sure I fall slower. And it, it's not even, it's not even the same as like slow fall spell because slow fall spell legitimately makes you slow faller. This just allows me to use my reaction to reduce falling damage I take by an amount equal to five times my monk level. So, I mean, it'll uh, there could be a situation where what I mean somebody could use some spell. Um, what's that fucking one? The the one that fucks with your head. Um, uh, Phantasmal Force. Somebody can Phantasmal Force me and make me think my wings don't work and then shove me off a cliff and then I'll just be like, ah, slow fall and take I, less there's, damage. There's an assortment of little things. Like if you get grappled, I think that you plummet, uh, hmm. which which could be scary. Uh, yeah. Like there's a there's a few situations with somebody who's flying that I mean it could come into handy or it could c- come into handy could come in handy uh, for for the future. So it, monks get just a stupid amount of random little things that that help them in in different situations. It's nice. Uh, I'll, I'll find a bullshit reason to use it. Don't worry. <laughs> I want to jump down there. Why? Because I could slow fall. 
Oh, okay. You don't want to just fly down? Shut up. Well, it's like 80 feet. Well, for me, it's 60. Still going to hurt. Still going to do it. <laughs> because I Trevor, can. heal me. <laughs> it still hurt a lot. Faster. I did not fall, fall slow enough. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. All the level up stuff out of the way. Yes, sir. All righty. Uh, so the caravan... Uh, is definitely kind of slow moving, uh, especially with the oxen uh, that they're needed for the the larger loads, because uh, horses wouldn't wouldn't be able to pull uh, the weight that they're hauling on these uh, on these wagons. Uh, Ansigar is notably silent. He he's not even trying to do his through the gag bullshit talk with you. Uh, Yay! Uh, he's just looks sullen and kind of broken. Uh, but the travel's slow uh, and it's through some as you get down the mountain it gets a little bit more uh, foresty. Uh, and so we're going to start up the uh, encounter rolls for uh, for your travel. And I do it a way that I do it in my regular games is that they roll a D12. I have two numbers picked. uh, And if they roll one of those two numbers, then they have either a an encounter with something or if they roll the other number, then it's a bad encounter. So, uh, Harkos, why don't you roll the first one for us? Roll me a D12 for your for your travel. Okie dokie. Gonna fuck it up early. Uh, where's the dot? That's a six. Okay. First day of travel is really easy. Uh, slow, but you know, uh, you see some, you see some animals, deer and the like that are roaming around. Nothing that really tickles you as being out of the, out of the ordinary. Uh, getting towards sunset, uh, the caravan stops and you make camp for the night. Uh, anything that you want to do while you're at camp or just keep on moving? Probably just uh, keep on. Yeah, keep on moving. Alrighty. Uh, so second day, Trevor, go ahead and roll me a d12. A six. It, okay. Hold, hold the phone. What? <laughs> you both rolled a six. <laughs> and I uh-huh. feel like I should make that an encounter. Rude. Just to be a dick. <laughs> That's rude. And I feel like Brad just throws a die down there and it says something. And he's like, well, a six didn't do anything. So let's roll with a six. <laughs> That's definitely not what happened. I told you the rules when we started this podcast thing. If I fail three times, the fourth one's going to be a win. (laughs) Until that happens, you don't have to worry about my numbers. They're fine. Okay. Uh, Okay. So uh, second day is is just like the first. Uh, The forest starts to thin out a little bit as you, you you start to see more light coming through the trees. Uh, eventually you come up to, uh, a clearing and, uh, that there is a 
building that is just seems kind of out of nowhere. Uh, you know, kind of from the amount of travel that you've done, that you're actually getting close to uh, one of the ley line separations between this continent or this subcontinent and the next. Oh, uh, and you can see that rainbow light coming out of the ground way off in the distance. Uh, the building has uh, a uh, has a, a name written on it that this is. Uh, Eldham Station. Uh, and you can see the train tracks coming off of uh, coming out of this building and going in each different direction. Uh, the caravan leader will uh, kind of break forward and he takes his horse up and gets off and, and heads in to make arrangements uh for transport you see the train is uh at the station the back end of it is poking out from uh one side of the building you can see the engine at the other uh it looks very similar to uh if if one were to make an old western train modern oh cool uh that it has a lot of the same mechanisms for you know movement uh, but there seems to be some kind of arcane dynamo that is powering the front of the engine that you can see kind of like a blue pulsing light coming from the engine compartment. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, the uh, the the rest of it is uh, pretty standard. Again, it's kind of like that old Western type look to them uh, that you can see the different cabins. Uh, they've got. A uh, bunch of people going in and out that are cleaning stuff. And then the last two cars are uh, large uh, hauling bins that uh, the rest of the caravan, the wagons start heading towards those uh, to start unloading into them. So what do you want to do? Uh, I, I guess I should to- say... Uh, okay, go ahead. Your travel has already been taken care of by the city. Uh, that you're, you have tickets that are under false names uh, that have been have been put together for you, uh, along with Ansigar has his own ticket, and you have a private cabin uh, set up for the three of you, uh, or for I mean the total of four of you uh, between Phil Ansigar and then the two. Uh, that there's a sleeping cabin because this the the train will take uh, a couple days to get to its destination. I definitely help with the transportation of Ansigar from point A to point train. I <laughs> uh, okay, so you uh, you go and and uh, you have all the keys and stuff for for Ansigar's manacles and and the the locks that are keeping him tied up to the side. Uh, it might look a little conspicuous if you just take him chains and all up to the train. I'm just laying that one out there for you. <clears throat> Uh, God, I don't even freaking know. Hadn't thought about that one, had you? Nope. I haven't thought about specifically the train, but I have thought about a couple 
uh, situations where I was like, I mean, Ansigar can't really be in custody for X, Y, and Z reasons. And I've been, I've tried to think of ways around it. And I don't really know that there is much. So uh, it, it is up to you how you want to do the transportation. Okay. So I'll walk over to him and I'll get the keys out and I'll unlock his stuff. Okay. Now he's he's sitting in the back of this caravan, yeah? Yes. So I'll I'll unlock him and I'll look at him and say if there ever was a chance to redeem yourself, now would be it. Don't make me regret this. He he looks sullenly at you. He says, I think that there is not much reason for me to try to run at this point. Where? Where would I go? Uh, Let's go ahead and head to the train then. Right. So he kind of rubs at his wrist. You can see that, uh, you know, he's he's got some bruises uh, from where he's been manacled. Uh, but he pulls down the, the sleeves on his uh, on his jacket to cover up some of those and kind of uh, pause. Mm-hmm. Stop fucking trying to make me feel bad, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the record, that's staying in. <laughs> he's a douchebag and you're trying to kick me in the feels and I don't appreciate it uh, but he he stands up uh, and kind of tries to straighten out his, his clothing a little bit uh, to make himself look a little bit more presentable uh, and he takes a ginger step out of the out of the back of the wagon. Okay. Well, you're the two of you are the ones in charge. Lead on. Okay. So Um, you head up to, I'll, I'll, I'll head up the rear. If, if Harkos is going first, because we're not taking our eyes off him. I don't care if he's being pouty or anything. Broken, bruised, well, battered. Fuck him. I, I, I would almost say um, just to keep up appearances. Uh, if you're going to be in the rear that like you and Phil are just side by side and I'll walk next to. Uh, and so, I mean, it's not like he doesn't know we're going to the train. That works. So just so it doesn't look like some even without jackals, we don't want it to look like some form of weird transport like. Make us look more like a cohesive group. Yeah, that works. Uh, so the the your quartet heads up to uh, the main building. Uh, you can see that there's uh, a handful of tellers that are uh, behind little uh, barred off, like literal bars, uh, uh, that are uh, dispensing tickets to the folks that are coming up. Uh, so you head up to one of them and he, he looks at the, the four of you and he says, all right, what's the name? Do you have tickets already or do you need to buy? 
Um, we are, uh, we have arrangements made through Iron's Edge. We're headed to Aramore. Hey, uh, I need, I need a name. You, Trevor, tell him the name. <laughs> I didn't say Trevor. I don't know our names. So he, he Ansigar senses the quiet, and he goes, oh. uh, the tickets should be for Ansigar, the blessed champion of Torm. And the, the guy goes, oh, well, uh, yes, uh, let me, let me make sure. And he pulls out a, pulls out a manifest and he flips through a couple of pages and then he pulls out a little, uh, little leather pouch and puts four tickets into it and hands it over to you, over to Ansigar. He says, well, I hope that you enjoy, enjoy your trip. Thank you. Then, uh, Ansigar goes, oh, and seems, seems kind of like his snooty self, uh, and of takes course. the tickets and, and, uh, heads to the uh to the boarding section uh you see a handful of there's a uh the the caravan leader is uh already in process of boarding uh and then a handful of other people that were part of the caravan are getting on the train to uh you know to take it you know to uh to Aramore but uh the 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 most of the folks are are unloading everything into the the travel cars and uh, seem to be kind of packing everything back in for the return journey. Uh, so you get into line for the boarding, and uh, Ansigar hands the tickets over to the uh, I can't even, the I guess train attendant, uh, who does a little stamp thing on each of the tickets and hands one back to each of you and says, welcome. Uh, we hope that you enjoy your trip. Uh, you have a four person room set up. Uh, it's in the third car. And Ansgar goes, oh, third. Uh, he, he gets up on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're most welcome. Enjoy. See the sights of, of beautiful Riven. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, do you, I'm assuming you follow suit and get up on the train as well? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you get up on the train and you hear uh, you hear the whistle blow on it. Uh, and the, uh, the conductor pokes his head out the window and he says... Last call for passengers to Aramore. You said last, and my brain went, last time. <laughs> last call for passengers to Aramore. <laughs> uh, so the, the attendant will say, oh, hurry up. We we'll want to make sure that you get all settled before the train takes off. Definitely will hustle. Uh, so you get on, you head to the third car back. You see that your your uh, your boarding room is labeled as uh, 302. Uh, so you head back. Ansigar finds it and he says, guess this is the one. And he opens up the door. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it, it looks like... Uh, Amelia 
probably spent a fair chunk of money on this room. Uh, oh. There's uh, there's four separate beds in here, along with a seating area, uh, a couch and a couple of chairs. The the beds are stacked on top of each other to a piece on either side of the room. Uh, and then in the middle is kind of like a social area. Uh, so there's a couch with two chairs uh, that are on the opposite side of a rather ornate-looking mahogany table. Uh, red carpet and red drapes. Uh, the drapes look to be like some sort of velvet that are covering the windows. Uh, but you you do notice that the windows are very thick, that they they don't open, and uh, the everything looking outside has a weird fishbowl-y type effect because of how thick this glass is. Uh, sure. you, you can surmise that it's for protection, uh, that it needs to be that thick so that it keeps the, you know, the ley line magic from seeping through. Uh, and as you look at the walls, uh, you can see where that it's you know, it, it, it's got like a wallpaper type thing, but there's a couple areas that you can kind of peek through, like you can see that it's been scratched or, or whatever, uh, that there's m- like a steel wall that has lines of this, of the dragon rock that have uh-huh. been laid out within it. Ooh, that's lovely. But uh, Jorik talked to you about this. Uh, oh that yeah, never they, mind. They were they, that they use the dragon rock because it absorbs and blocks out the ley line magic. Mm-hmm. So rather than it affecting the you know the the, the metal walls and and everything of uh, uh, of the train and letting anything seep through, that that dragon rock will absorb it. And, right. and make sure that you're not affected. Uh, but after about, like, five minutes or so, you hear another whistle blow, and you feel a lurch as the train starts to move forward. And oh you my. are off. I... Hmm. So what are you guys well, doing? Because the right now the the scenery outside is is much the same as you've been traveling for the last couple of days, but as the train starts to move forward more, you can see uh, that there is uh, your the 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 trees are starting to die, that they're becoming more and more sparse, and uh, that as you get closer to the ley line border that the trees are either barely alive but most are dead oh and so it's be- not very very nice scenery at the moment no but you can see and this is probably one of the closest you know at least recently that you've been to the ley lines uh you can see that bright shining light from them uh, a little bit off in the distance still as you look forward. Well, so, why don't we take a stroll through the train? 
maps. Yes, yeah, so that would be nice. Uh, this is Phil. Do you want me to like stay here with him, or are you going to oh, take no. him? You, you all are coming with us. That's oh, oh, okay, cool. All right. Uh, so Ansigar, I will kind of look at you and. Oh, all right, fine. Eat. Are you against taking a walk through the train? I just didn't really. I don't really like the idea of just strolling around in the open. I imagine the more people that see me, the more likely somebody is to figure something is amiss. Hmm. Hmm. That's fair. Why? Do you do not typically let people know you're around? I don't typically use this kind of transportation. And what do you use? Aetherport has uh, quite the assembly of different vessels that can cross over these lines. This is a little bit more plebeian than I'm used to. Ugh. Well, it is up to you. If you wish to take a stroll, I will join you. You make a point. If this is not normal, then out of the ordinary would not be good. If you wish to venture, I mean, you can leave your uh, compatriot here. I'm sure that he would be able to force me down if I tried to resist. Trevor, why, why don't... Phil has not been many places as of yet and late, and and um, why don't you take him and see if you can um, get us some uh, something to eat for, for lunch today, and I, I will... I can stay here with the champion of Torm. Uh, are you sure? Oh y- yes, I'm. I'm more than happy to make sure he <laughs> stays in his place. <laughs> uh, so you guys are having this conversation, and uh, over the loudspeaker, uh, you hear the conductor, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting ready to pass into the ley line. Uh, If you wish to look, uh, the initial entrance will be visible through your windows, but after that, the covers will come down. Uh, So take a look while you can. Uh, We will be entering in about five minutes. Oh. Uh, and when you look out the window, you can definitely see that that it doesn't feel like it, but the tree the train has definitely picked up some significant speed as uh, as the the further out that you've gone. Is there any like you know how typical trains have like a viewing car? Uh, you did not ask, but there are workers and stuff around if you wanted to uh, if you wanted to inquire. Okay, well, um, Phil and I will take off, then we shall be back. Okay. 
And then I'll, I'll, I'll look for a worker. I'll be here. Okay. Uh, you've got like a porter guy that he is uh, kind of moving some luggage from uh, one storage area to another. Uh, that he uh, he's he's in the aisle as you're as you're leaving. Oh, uh, hello, sir. Uh, is there something that I can assist you with? Uh, well, a few things. One, do you happen to have like a viewing car? Uh, yes. If you would go back to the sixth car, uh, there are a larger bank of windows that you would be able to observe. Okay. Uh, and how about food? Uh, yes, uh, meals will be served here in about an hour. If uh, oh. we'll have uh, cars that will or carts that will be coming around, that we have an assortment of uh, different sandwiches and other, other such things. That uh, there's a menu in in each uh, in each boarding room. If you wanted to take a look, oh, lovely. Yes. Hey, anything Thank you. else that I can assist you with? Uh, nope, I think that is all. Come on, Phil. Have a good day and enjoy your trip. Okay, mm. uh, so you head back. The uh, viewing car is the sixth car, so it's three cars behind you. Uh, yep. But you head back, and it's a large, uh, looks to be some dining tables uh, that are set up in here, along with, uh, like, seats that are directly looking out the out the windows, almost kind of like uh, a bar that is lining each side of, of the car. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but there is a uh, th- there is a an actual bar in here if you wanted to order drinks or anything while you're watching. Yeah. We'll, we'll wait until after we make it through the initial. Hey, this this was more for Phil, I think. Okay. To... So he uh, he he immediately takes a seat. Uh, kind of towards the middle, uh, and he he's like really leaning forward so he can he can look out the window and look ahead of the car as much as possible. I'll, I'll sit next to him and and watch also. Okay, have, have you ever have you ever crossed before? Um, yes, once or twice. Okay, well, uh, this is uh. Uh, I, I've, I, 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 this is be my, my first time. I, I, my, my family doesn't live outside of the subcontinent. So I, I've never really had much of a reason to leave. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually, I feel like, feel like a kid, you know, like, um, uh, you know, parents taking me on vacation and, you know, I'm getting to see get to see interesting things it's like the you know that 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 like biggest ball of twine and all of ribbon type thing you know <laughs> jesus <laughs> uh so he he sits down he's eagerly watching out the window uh park goes back at you uh that ansigar is not even looking out the window he's kind of like picking at his nails he seems very disinterested so, our things. <sighs> well, I'm captive to a bird and and uh, a man that would be better suited in a uh, as a vendor than uh, a warrior. But no, I'm I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> um, not 
not to, you know, bring myself so close to your level, but you're you're one to talk about how someone isn't a warrior. He, he, for just a second, he looks up at you, and he looks angry, but he, his, his look softens, and he just looks back down at his fingers. That's right, bitch. So Harkos is going to kind of call it out, not in an assy way. I, I, I want to, however Nick sounds, I want Ken to know that Harkos is attempting to have a genuine conversation. So whatever dickishness is coming off of Nick, it's because it's 2.30 in the morning and apparently I can't control my um, my <laughs> cadence. Um, so Harkos is going to, as you said, catch that small bit of anger and be like, oh, I'm not attempting to strike any nerves. If you, if you have something to say, I, I wish you to say it. I, uh, Trevor and I are still confused as to how you garnered such a title with what you're capable you were so afraid in the minds I'm, I'm I simply want to know what your story is it, it doesn't make sense to us roll a persuasion check okay um, Harkos is not very good. Uh, I got a 14. Okay. He looks up at you and he says, uh, well, my story is that I'm the blessed champion of Torm. So that is all that you need now. <laughs> go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All, yeah. all you need to know is that I worked very hard to get here to the position that I hold and uh, I don't take being pulled from that position lightly well who's pulled you from any position the only people who know what happened are on this train with you and back in Iron's Edge and if you have such a high position, it will be your word against theirs. And should you prove useful and abide by what we need to have done, you have my word that Trevor and I will speak nothing of your cowardice in the mines and Iron's Edge. I don't think that you truly understand how the world works, my feathered friend. The ley lines may. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Spew magic miles high. And they may seem like they separate worlds, but they do not block words. And words hurt. And he looks down at his fingers and kind of start like he's just like picking dirt out from his fingernails and stuff like that. He's paying little attention to you. Well, I, I, I will reiterate myself. If you're so afraid of words, maybe your title doesn't mean what you think it does. And that raises even more questions than I had before. If if whispers across the continent can can bring down Ansigar, the champion of Torm, what were you before the whispers? He looks up at you. And he leans forward a little bit, and he says, "Everything starts as a whisper. The dragon tyrants." that held sway over what is now Riven, I am sure that their end, all of it started as just a whisper between people. And it ended up splitting this continent. So please tell me about how one man could get taken down just starting with whispers. Tell me how that would be impossible. I am already ruined. You just... I am already ruined. It's just the right people don't know it yet. Then why continue to stand against us that you you clearly think that you have nothing to gain by going back to what you came from I you're right I, I don't know a lot about this world I've lived in my little corner for basically all of my life save for the last few months and the world is far bigger than I ever could have imagined but I 
I still, as as much as I I didn't fully agree with everything at at the sanctuary, I still have it ingrained in me to look for the peace and the best in in people, whether I necessarily want to or not. It it's claws at the back of my mind, and so with you. You posed a threat in the moment in the mines because you were a hindrance to the work we were doing and, and you attempted to abandon um, us and your closeness to Elian would have surely sealed our fate both literally and figuratively should you have made it out of the mine. You would have helped him cave in the tunnels to secure your title and keep your name clean. But if you're so worried about it being besmirched now, why still stand on your side? Because what other side do I have to stand? Ours. Hmm. I, I don't want to see you as an enemy and I don't really see you as a friend either from for what you've done honestly you've just been an instrument we thought that you could be something more when we took you into the mines initially and that went the way it did Uh, now you're just a means to an end for Trevor and I to attempt to to get more out of this situation that's unraveling on this continent that who knows how big it is. And what makes you think that you're not a means to an end for me? I don't know that. This meeting that we're attempting to ambush our way into with your begrudging assistance it can go many ways most of them poorly but it's it's all we have to go on and so it's 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 what we're going to do uh, I'm sure Trevor as much as I am fully prepared for you to attempt to pull something but We are, um, I, now, am attempting to appeal to your more humane instincts. Whatever purpose you thought that you were a part of, that you think you've ruined now, help us stop it. If, if if they're going to do something to you for for whatever you've already done or not done, why go back to it if it worries you so? It's about this time that the train breaks through. I uh, which. Trevor, you, you've mentioned that you've already done this. Uh, Harkos, this is your first time on one of these trains doing it. And the mm-hmm. experience is much better, is is much different in one of those airships uh, than it is here uh, on this train. That there is a noticeable quake within the train. 
as you break through that first that 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 first point. Uh, and you can see ripples come off of of where you enter in, and it's almost like the the rings in a lake when you drop a rock. That it has that same effect. That it ripples outward from the penetration point of the train. I uh, and for for a split second, it's just it's so bright. It's so bright in here that you but you want to look so badly. It's like staring into the sun when it's it's directly next to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it, it starts to fade off and you can see the waves of the movement of the ley lines, that it's not just a light, there's shimmering and uh, waves of magic that you can see coming off of the different surfaces inside here and you can see it ripple against the train uh, and then the shutters close and you're looking at just steel and dragon rock uh, Harkos and or, uh, Trevor and uh, Phil who I guess I'm talking to myself uh, you see the same thing and Trevor you can see just the awe on Phil's face as as he watches and the deep disappointment when the shutters close. Oh. <laughs> that I'm, was I'm sure that there was, will be more opportunities, Phil. Oh that was that was Beautiful. gorgeous. Yes. I I mean, looking at it from a distance, it's it always just seems like, a, you know, just light. Just I never knew that there was that much going on behind that curtain, you know? Wow. Oh, yes. It's quite amazing. Well, uh, should we head back? Yeah, let's grab some drinks for everyone. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know what Harkos likes? Or yeah, it'll ale out of make him happy. Hey, uh, so you head up to the bar and you grab. Uh, it, you you put in a couple orders. Very nice uh, elven woman or half elven woman that is behind the bar. Uh, they're dressed in like almost tuxedos. These it's like oh. high class. Uh, class. Uh, that she uh, she takes a couple of bottles. You, you're used to coming directly off a tap, especially at uh, especially at Iron's Edge. But these very nice looking labeled bottles of uh, of Ooh. of the uh, Riven Train Ale <laughs> that they have their own brand. That's how high class this this train system is that and you can see that like even like the bottles of hard liquor and everything are all labeled similarly that it's Uh all branded for the train system that they don't bring in other brands it's it's all in-house uh so you grab drinks and and you head back uh harkos uh you have just a couple of minutes here uh so Ansigar will 
kind of peeks out the window as as you guys are breaking through. And he says, just like those, just like those lines, all I can do is just flow along and see where I get washed up. Well, that is your choice. It's a very champion thing of um, you to do. Everyone does what they have to to survive. And survival is at the top of my priority list. Must not be that high or you wouldn't be a dick. Well, I wish you the best of luck in surviving whomever you seem to have let down. I suspect that you'll be coming face to face with those people soon enough as well. You say that it's a bigger world than you ever thought. It's a lot bigger than that, too. And he leans back and I... in the seat and kind of crosses his arms in front of him and, and closes his eyes. So just as the as the, whether he makes a comment or not, I don't care. But as the last thing before um, people show back up, uh, if he's if he's going to just kick back like that, uh, I'm going to as my parting remark, I'm going to tell him. I, I want you to remember this train ride in the future when when things go the way that they are destined to go from here. Remember this olive branch was extended to you and you smacked it from my hand. Who's like all its anyways? <laughs> <laughs> Olives are just a plebeian food. Had it been something more of like a grapevine, I might have been more inclined. <laughs> Only if they were peeled, though, of course. <laughs> of course. You know, peel, peel. I tried, kid. I tried so hard. I need you to know. I tried to give your bad guy the benefit of the doubt. You just, you, right in my face. But that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. For the record, I have. Uh, you tried to make me feel bad, and then you did that. <laughs> you weren't there Just, for that. Uh, but Brad was. <laughs> and yet Trevor still bought him a drink. Yeah, well. Got to make it look acceptable. That's what we, we talked about. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, after a few, after another minute or so, uh, the, the doors open. And uh, Trevor and Phil come in bearing gifts. How do these doors open, by the way? They're sliders. They're sliders. They yep. sigh. So ah. I like, <laughs> I like give it the the elbow to unlatch it and push it, so it's like, <laughs> hey, I brought drinks. Uh, so you see, uh, that Ansigar is kicked back in in one of the chairs uh, as as his hands. Uh, intertwined and, and on top of his chest and uh, he opens up one eye and looks at you and then closes it again uh, 
and uh, Phil takes uh, Parkos his drink. So I'll I'll walk over to Ansigar and kind of tap him with the bottle. He he looks he opens up his eye again and. Uh, I didn't but, leave you out. Thank you. Hmm. I hand it to him. He takes it. He uh he he they're twist top, so they're you know, they're they're okay. Uh so he twists the, the top the the cap off and takes uh takes a drink off of it. Hey, almost looks surprised. He's, eh, it's actually better than I thought it would be. Ooh. <laughs> so, so Harkos very snootily is going to make a comment about, yes, it would appear that sometimes trying things differently isn't always such a bad idea. <laughs> um, did I interrupt something? Nothing important. Okay, I'm gonna open mine, take a drink. Hey, it's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's it's some sort of uh, you know, like craft beer that Ooh. that they make. Uh, oh my, it's a little hoppy, but uh, it has a, a sweet aftertaste. Ooh, ooh, Evan. This is this is quite good. It it is a lot better <laughs> than than what you've been drinking at at, at uh, Iron's Edge. What? May have to take the train more often. <laughs> Go ahead and what make it. Er, roll, roll perception checks. That's a fourteen on the die, and my perception is another four, so eighteen. Burkos. Oh, I didn't know I was part of this. Okay. Um, I got a 19 on the die plus 2, 21. All right. Uh, you both see uh, that behind his eyelids, Antigar rolls his eyes. <sighs> you know, you don't make this easy. Oh, he's fully aware of what he makes this. I am all but in chains. What do you expect me to do? I mean, there's... <laughs> you you put yourself in this situation. We're just... No. I, I do believe, in fact, you put me into this situation. I do believe you were the one that was going to leave us in the mines... Ah, <sighs> Trevor, it's it's not it's not worth the breath. I I promise. It's yes. It is apparent that no matter what, he's never going to realize he was in the wrong. It's fine. Whatever. I'm sure you would not have been upset at all if someone were to have left you in the mines or attempted to. So, 
you know, because you would have been super brave at that point. He, he, it's fine. Takes, this is going to be a very long train trip, apparently. He, he takes a sip off of off of his drink, but he doesn't open his eyes. He stays in his kicked back manner. You know what? You said he's got bruises on his wrists. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna walk back over to him, and I'm gonna touch his wrist and cure wounds. Oh. Oh. Uh, go ahead and roll up the roll up the recovery. And you know what? Just to just to jump it, since I'm assuming we'll get a rest. You said we'll be on the train for a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna cast it at second level. Okay. Little does Brad know, murder on the Orient Express is about to rear its ugly fucking head. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Just <laughs> gonna have to parole this shit. There's a fucking little bellboy pops his head through the door. There's been a murder. So sixteen points of health. Okay. Wow. So he you touch him and he opens his eyes, he looks up at you, and then you you cast a spell and you can see the bruises fade away instantly. And I'm not going to say anything. I'm I'm going to touch him. That goes, and I'm going to turn around and walk back to the other side of the room. Harkos, you can see his gears going like crazy. He's he's trying to work out what just happened and why. Oh, that's too fucking bad for him. Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, so the train continues on for a little bit. Uh, the The ride is noticeably different now than uh, it it was before you crossed over. There's it's almost like turbulence every once in a while that it'll just and you can hear the train shimmy and shake. Uh, uh-huh. After after a little while, you hear a knock at the door. Uh, and one of the porters will say, uh, it's the uh, food cart. Does anybody need anything? Oh, yes. Bring it on in. Uh, so they open up the door and it's a pretty large cart uh, that has an assortment of different uh, their, their sandwiches, their sides. Uh, looks to be like a big hunk of mutton that they're taking cuts off of for folks. That's uh, uh, underneath some sort of like arcane heater. Uh, like an arcane heat lamp that is keeping it uh, keeping it nice and, and uh, toasty. This is a curious contraption. Oh, the Railway does not spare any expense. We that you expect the most of us, and we provide. I'm definitely not. Uh, I'm I'm impressed. I'm definitely impressed. This is very interesting. Uh, well, may I get you some of the mutton, or would you perhaps oh, prefer uh, a, a warmer? Double helping, please. Oh. Uh, Okay, uh, and it actually appears from your ticket that uh, everything is is accounted for. Uh, it seems you have a uh, very wealthy benefactor. 
Well, when you were traveling with the champion of Tor. Ooh. But that that's really Ansigar? Ansigar is just sitting still with his his feet kicked up and he's very soft spoken. Oh. He's he's doing a kind thing and taking us um small town folk to see one of the bigger cities as some of his charity work. You you can see that he has he has just kind of like a shit eating grin on his face right now. <laughs> Well, uh, it, anybody else need anything then? Or just the double helping of the mutton for this gentleman? I don't have much of an appetite, thank you. Phil? And I'll, I'll take some of that mutton. That looks good. <laughs> He'll take a double also. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, and can can we get more drinks, or do we need to oh, yes, venture I, back I, to I, the other I, car? I, yeah, uh, what, what would you like? Um, another one of these. Uh, anyone else or just the one? Uh, Phil, like, shoots his hand up instantly. Uh, okay, so I've got two. Um, to make that four, even if they don't want theirs, we'll drink them. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, so he takes out, uh, he, he opens up a little drawer, and you can see, uh, like, cold air escape out from a little compartment. Uh, and he takes out four perfectly chilled bottles. Oh. Ah, because we need one of these cats. <laughs> Are we about to have a Harry Potter moment where we just buy the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. There, there are other guests that, that will be, be wanting. Uh, how you don't how need many to be... coins must I throw at your face before you leave? Pelting <laughs> <laughs> okay. him with gold. Let's be honest. <laughs> Dick move. On Potter's part. <laughs> he just buys the whole fucking cart. Oh, All these I, other kids. I, I agree. I I remember seeing something about how that, that was why Malfoy hated him, is because he didn't get anything off the cart because it was all gone. And he found out <laughs> that it was Potter, and so that's why he gave him so much shit. It wasn't anything else. It wasn't different houses. It wasn't his dad. It wasn't anything. It was that fucking cart in the first year. <laughs> that started it all. Anyway, That's funny. Random aside. All right. Uh, are you all settled? Anything else that I can help you with before I, I move on? Nothing from me. Uh, Phil has a big chunk of mutton in his mouth. I, I'm, so, I'm uh, Mr. Champion. Do do you need anything? He uh, he raises one hand and and waves like that that little like subtle like go away wave. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Uh, well, it I'll be out for a little while longer. If there's anything else that I can help you with, just um, uh, just if if find there the is any if there is any leftover, um, feel free to stop back by. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the mutton is always a popular choice, uh, but I will stop back if I have anything anything right, extra. Much appreciated. No, that's all the slaves that do all this work get is, is the leftover mutton. I, uh, I don't like that word. Wait, what was that? I said I don't I don't like that word. That's a gross word. <laughs> it's a gross word. <laughs> Sorry. 
I all the other workers with jobs. jobs. Yeah, uh, Get... yeah, thank you. That's much better. <laughs> all, all the other, all the other prisoners with jobs, they they have to eat off the leftover. But if if Trevor needs it, then ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so he he closes the door, and you hear him uh, knock on the uh, the opposite side and, and take some orders. Uh, duh, fucking licious. By the way. So as I'm shoveling food in my mouth, you all are missing out. This is amazing. Hmm. I might have some different type. Again, I don't have much of an appetite right now. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so you you finish eating, uh, and Phil all but licks his plate clean. <laughs> Uh, he pops open another ale and, and starts drinking Same. on it. Uh, so a, a, about a half an hour or so goes by. Uh, just nice and relaxed. It's kind of quiet. And this is you know, about as peaceful as it's been for, you know, for a while. Uh, and then suddenly you hear an explosion. That there's some sort of eruption that happens somewhere further back in the train. Uh, and, and then, we're, and we're still in the in the in the uh, in the ley lines. Yes, that that. <laughs> uh, and then you hear an assortment of uh, yells and screams coming from outside. And Ansigar opens his eyes just to peek, and he says, "No." Sounds like they're playing your song, guys. And that is where we will go ahead and call it. You're going to leave me hanging where I want to backhand him? That's, that's <laughs> fantastic. Oh, let the rage seethe. Oh, man. See, I tried I tried to be nice, and he's still a dick. You, you tried to be nice. You tried to be nice. Yeah, you tried. You- <laughs> My God. I have thought about this for weeks on what to do when we had one-on-one time with Ansigar. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat him like a human being. Does not care. <laughs> Shut the episode but, down. But he tried to play the sympathy card. <laughs> I got to keep you motherfuckers on your toes. You're, you weren't expecting to be, me to talk about the bruises on his arms or anything like that. Like you, that was that was a curveball, and you know it. Ah. It was, it was, yeah. and and uh, yeah, this is for for after. Yeah, I was gonna say, shove yeah. this under the trench coat. Just, yep. get, just get it the fuck <laughs> yep. out of here. It's under the trench coat. All right. Uh, well, thank you all very much for joining us at our table. Uh, and we're getting into the uh, the next adventure for uh, the the B three as chapter two, if you will. Cha- chapter two was a long first chapter, but uh, obviously things are getting exciting in the next one. Uh, so if you are enjoying what you're listening to, uh, we humbly beg and plead you. Uh, to please give us some support. Uh, There's a couple of different ways that you can do it. Uh, The first one is through Patreon. Uh, We are good little warlocks, and we offer up plenty 
of nice, shiny little sacrifices to our patrons. Uh, depending on the tier that you get, we have different rewards. Uh, the the under the trench coat that we keep on shoving things uh, that we want to talk about but aren't going to. Uh, that kind of stuff is all in that $5 tier where you get the bonus pre-show and bonus after show. Uh, we don't have a name for the bonus pre-show, but under the trench coat. Uh, the other option is if you want to do something simple for us, you could just buy us a coffee. Uh, you could check us out on Ko-Fi uh, to, to do something more simple like that. So Brad, where can these fine folks get in touch with us? You can subscribe to us on our website at rickgeekpodcast.com to keep up with all things rolling in the geek or on any of your favorite ear bacon stations. Also, we're very active on Twitter. If you want to talk to three mimics masquerading as podcasters, feel free to tag us at Roll in the Geek. That's R O L L I N T H E G E E K. Thank you very much, Brad. Nick, this week, mm-hmm. you are the Sound War Wizard. Mm. You you wage unceasing battle against not only trains, but also poor sound quality, bad sound effects, and Brad's... (laughs) (laughs) Can you please... <laughs> I thought I missed something there. I was like, Brad's I what? I did too, and then, then it clicked. And Brad's <laughs> what? All you did was sniff. Oh, the sniffs. Can, can you please wage war something? Wage war against something fun to go out on. I lost it there. Oh, for man. <laughs> boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would love if this week you just by sheer coincidence you did war. What is it good uh, for? I, mean, I would that, have shat would, a literal brick. That would be perfect, but that's not what happened. <laughs> um, we should have planned that one. That that should have been planned. We should have communicated. But the, the perfect moments never are. Um, so it's going to be a hootie hoo from Nick and Harkos this week as despite my best efforts, Ansigar was still a major dicks in episode 36. Um, (laughs) And, uh, I don't know. We're gonna kick some booty weaven whatever that word means in episode 37. <laughs> I didn't want to say crank it up to 11 because I'm pretty sure I've done that before. I didn't want to say anything about heaven because I know I've done that before. So fake words it is. Um, haven't done a song about dice in a little while, so I made another song about dice. I like the songs about dice because we all love dice. It's a very relatable subject for anyone who likes D&D. If you don't like dice as much as we do, you're lying to yourself and that's okay. That's the first step in acceptance. Um... So we're going back uh, into the house of mouse just because they fit so well with dice, and so does Abba. But we're not. Abba that, will come back soon. That's that's a whole wormhole that we don't want to dive into. Mm-hmm. 
So without uh, dragging this out any longer than I have to, uh, here is my song for episode 36. I've been staring at the checkout button long as I can remember, (laughs) wanting to buy more dice. I wish I could own every single set, but I am limited by money, which always makes me cry. Every set I buy, every check I write, every Kickstarter, every giveaway has a set I need that I cannot buy. Why's my life suck? See the dice for my needs. They call me, <laughs> but then my spouse says no. I'm feeling so low. If I sneak and grab a few behind them. Maybe they won't know. If I buy one more, I'm sure that I'll be fine. I know everyone in the community buys many sets in this community. Every time there's a new design. I know if I could buy one more die set, then uh, one more die set, just a single more die set. I could roll better in time. I just need some time to ease my mind. I'll be satisfied. I can play so long, but then I see uh, more and I need them too. What is wrong with me? See the light as it shines on the set. It's blinding. But spouse says no. But they don't need to know. And it seems like they're calling out to me. So fund me. It's what I need. Just another set. I can buy that set. I feel, I feel attacked. I don't. <laughs> because we literally had this conversation (laughs) not like two days ago (laughs) you and amber yeah but it's so funny because i'm trying to be reasonable and she's like you you've been doing so much around the house and everything you deserve to get something and i'm like but money (laughs) i should have just said okay (laughs) you're right I, you are absolutely right, except for the fact that anything that I would like to buy right now needs to go towards the little crotch goblin. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Stop the recording. Stop the recording. See, was that so bad? Well- was what so bad? We we didn't use that. Well, we did, because I'm done. There's no way that I'm going to let that happen. Over my dead body, would I just open the show with... The- Jen, where, what, are you, what are you doing with that hammer? Stop! And stop recording. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.